Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to another Sunday Arvo with Scotty and Ratsy as we bring you a very upbeat show of the two smoking guns today, Ratsy. Uh, up and about, hey? Scotty. I'll tell you what, mate, it's... Uh, up and about There's today. nothing like uh, your footy team, uh, <laughs> A, making the finals, but then uh, B, uh, winning. Uh, they uh, just about... Uh, gave... uh, yibbity, yibbity. Yibbity, yibbity. <laughs> just folks. about gave oh, us yeah. a heart attack, didn't oh, it? Oh, did uh, they? What? And I'll tell you what, uh, only to be followed by the next game, uh, which would have given the uh, the Pies supporters almost oh, a big heart attack. Too close, guys. So, gone. look, before we go any further, uh, I think it's important because anybody who missed it last week um, and, and missed the news that the Federal Parliament had, uh, had passed that we have a new uh, national <laughs> we anthem. Uh, we just, just for the listeners, uh, once again, Rutsi, well, we please have the national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, please be upstanding. Uh, that, got, that got the rounds of the kitchen oh, a few times yeah, last well, night. It still gives, gives me goosebumps right now, <laughs> old mate. It's uh, next Friday night can't come round quick enough. Whoa, either, and so what a beauty that'll be! That'll be an absolute up against the tiggers, ripper, won't it? Hey. So, uh, and I had uh, some of my mates that were tigger supporters giving us the, the big thumbs up last night, but um, I'm sure that's about where it, where it starts and where it ends. Well, but, so you, now we, it's we, game we, on. We, <laughs> we did talk last week, Scotty, about um, we're uh, either going to be very happy. Yep. Or very sad today. Yep. Yes. And either way, we'd be relatively hungover. <laughs> so well, I'm pleased to report the fact that I'm relatively hungover, or was. Uh, um, but I'm very, very happy. So this is good. Uh, mate, I'm as fresh as the daisy today. And uh, you did ask me to come along today with a song theme <laughs> around hangover songs. Yes. Um, what have which, you done? Which I changed. I'm going to do songs oh, about winners. Hang on. I'm well, going to do I'll songs about what, winners. If ever there was going to be a supplement, uh, you've hit the uh, right on the head, old son. So you find us the best winning songs of I all time. I will, and I think we might just save the hungover ones maybe till next week. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll, uh, oh, who knows how next week will go, but uh, what a final series it'll but, be. Uh, yeah, so the dogs are out. And the West Coast are out. Their wounds. Amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you what, the, uh, that's a bit of a turn-up, I would have thought, because I thought the uh, Pies having to travel over to Perth, six-hour flight, and the the, uh, the Coasters' home uh, home deck, I thought that might have uh, just about put the uh, the nail in the coffin for the Pies. But anyway, good on them. They've, and, uh, uh, they're up and about, too. And in the earlier games, of course, the Lions got over yeah. the Tigers. The Lions looking very good. Yeah, they are. And they? the Port, so Ad- Port. Port Adelaide, hey? eh? They smashed yeah, the cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, they did very well. Yeah, we got lots of animals licking wounds this weekend. Yes. <laughs> Including this guy. This, this, is, this is just across my desk at the moment. Right. This is uh, the Geelong mascot. Oh. The guy that spent 24 years inside a costume, inside a cat's costume. What? At AFL games. So yeah, the, the yeah, Geelong yeah. club mascot, the yeah. one that jumps around before the game. Oh, yes. He uh, he's not going to be back next year, despite a petition that collected more than two thousand signatures. Wow! The club decided earlier this year that it was time for Steve Soby to stop belting rival mascots. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. He goes around and beats them up. He does, he? <laughs> and they're going to replace him with a, some sort of US theme performer who does acrobats. Oh, so wow. uh, it's a real shame because um, uh, in the Geelong Addy <laughs> during the week. Oh, 
they listed his proudest moments as as, as a cat's mascot. Oh, really? And I'll give you these. Yes. Uh, breaking the Hawthorne hovercraft at Waverley. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. Decapitating the Brisbane lion at Cardinia oh, Park. I think I remember seeing that. <laughs> he ripped his, yeah, head, ripped off. his head off and scared <laughs> all the children. Oh, look, mummy, the lion ain't he, a... he He stole Man. Signatius Swan's scooter at the SCG. Oh, too good. <laughs> the Swan used to get around on a scooter and he nicked it. Oh, brilliant. He le- leaving Kangaroo, the, the boxing kangaroo oh, yeah. guy, with a blood nose at the MCG. <laughs> And he was suspended for dislocating the Melbourne Demon's jaw. Oh, <laughs> in a in a in a fisticuffs bout on the MCG. It's a wonder he didn't go to jail. At so some it's point. no wonder he's been <laughs> sacked. He gets just beating up the other mascots. That's the end. He doesn't play nice with the other children. He doesn't play nice, and that's the end of his nine lives. <laughs> but what a proud history he's got, oh, hey? Yeah, Twenty-four yeah, years you inside got, a costume. You got to go out, go out swinging. <laughs> Go out swinging to the cat's uh, Hey, can I share with you some things I've got for today? Sure, mate. And sure. then you can uh, you can have rebuttal and, oh, yes. uh, and table uh, your contents. Uh, but, yeah, we've got some cracking good stuff today. Uh, I'm going to talk to you about um, the uh, those little articles I keep finding that I love. It's called In Black and White. Oh, yes. You like um, those? Yeah, so there's uh, one of those about uh, old mate who used to live on top of buildings. I think I touched on it last week, but we didn't actually get to the uh, said article. Um, I'm going to talk to you about the Batmobile. Yeah, well, uh, it's still you weren't one of the uh, the uh, the collection that bought it, were you, Scotty? No, no, no. Let me tell you. Uh, so we'll uh, anyway, we'll rusted out piece of yeah, rubbish that yeah, it is, just absolute garbage. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm on a serious note. I'm going to talk to you about the Antarctic rise, and uh, I'm going to dovetail that into um, the Bayside Council and beach erosion. And there's some startling uh, facts that are coming forward about uh, what's happening in that space. Yes. Um, I've come across a fantastic article, which, I'm, uh, which I really hope they get up and running quickly, about bushfire tech. Oh, yeah. Um, I, in I terms of this. satellites and being yep. able to see things yep, and get really to them quickly before things get out of hand. Um, and then we're going to do, do a little quiz about, uh, do you know your fruit and veg? Yes. You're hey? going to quiz me? Yes, I'm going to quiz you. Because awesome. there's some really interesting little uh, questions about the fruit and veg. Yeah. Yep. It's multiple choice. Multiple choice, good. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to talk to you about uh, Red Lead the Cat, uh, who he definitely had nine lives, this one. So yeah, uh, okay. a, real, a real cat. And then I'm going to spend a fair bit of time today because I'm, you know, you know, I like my cars and tech and all that sort of gear. And then last week you were sharing with me that you were going to might be time to upgrade um, yeah. for you. And, yeah, and uh, I'll get, be seeking your advice when get, I do that. No, you come to me. I'll uh, steer you in the right direction. Um, but um, more importantly, about the tech that's available today in order to keep us safe. And the best line that I read was, um, you know, seatbelts were introduced back in the seventies in order that we, our bodies didn't get thrown around. All the tech now is about actually avoiding uh, the collision to begin with. So I'm going to share some acronyms with you about some features, um, which then is going to take me into... We're going to have a little bit of nostalgia, Rutsy. I'm going to tell you about 10 features in old cars that we miss. 10 features in old cars? Yes, 10 things in cars that just don't exist anymore. Like an ashtray? Uh, Yes, (laughs) a a cassette player. A cassette player. (laughs) 
Cigarette um, lighter? Do they then, still have those? Uh, I don't think they don't do. Don't think they do anymore. anymore. No, they, I don't think they do. They're more charging, you know, things now. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then I'm going to have a whole bunch of fun with motoring slang. Oh, mate. Uh, and what that That's makes. a car theme. So, yeah, we're going to spend a bit of time on that. And then I came across this brilliant piece, uh, October, the day of. There's something on every day of October... That is celebrated or recognised. Well, this is part of the two smoking guns calendar we're going well, to do. Well, this is, a, you know, we'll get there eventually. <laughs> day of everything. Yeah, we found the Guinness Book of Records things we're going to do yet. <laughs> yeah, I'm still looking into that. I've got to find oh, the Guinness Book of World Records. There was, oh, now I saw. I think it's online. I saw one yesterday. Some, oh, I tell you what it was. The uh, the bloke, and it's it's true, uh, he's been growing them for about 45 years. He's in the Guinness Book of Record for having. The longest ear hair, oh. <laughs> mate. He looked as he looked as though he had whiskers. Tipping, he's, he's living alone. So t- <laughs> he's brushing them oh, and yeah, he's fiddling yeah. with them. I tell you what, it's hard to watch. <laughs> oh, no. um, what have you got for us today? Well, uh, in exciting we news! Yes. Exciting news! Yes, uh, Scotty. Yes, there's a new Borat film coming out. Oh, I saw the shorts. So, of gonna, it. I'll, I'll, <gasps> so the the new Borat movie. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. Um, I want to talk to you about um, gambling, and in particular yes. the uh, the races, and uh, a book I'm reading by Titus O'Reilly yeah, at the yeah. moment called P- Please Gamble, Gamble Irresponsibly. It's the history of gambling in Australia. It's yes. a fascinating book, and yep. you, you must read it. He does a piece in the uh, one of the, the rags. He does, does he? and yep. uh, he's got six excellent tips on gambling that oh, I'll share with you. Very good. I've got a bit on food pairing. I've got a bit on busted dams. I've got a couple of poles. Was that busted got, dams? I've got, oh, yeah, I've got all sorts of stuff. No, we're not going to talk about anything. <laughs> Gets my dander up. <laughs> I've got a whole lot of odd spot stuff. I've got some Great. fun facts about beer. Oh, sweet spot. I'll tell you what, I had a bit of that last <laughs> But I want to talk to you about the Borat. That movie because it's coming out on October 23, and I'm an unashamed Sasha Baron Cohen fan. Yeah, oh, same. Yep. And uh, Yakshimas, I am very excited <laughs> to mention that Borat's new film, and this is what it's oh. called it's called Borat's subsequent movie film, Delivery of Prodigious Bribe to American Regime for Make Benefit Once Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, Shankwe. <laughs> Very nice. Oh. That, if you've seen the shorts and the trailer, it's going to be hysterical. So he's he goes nice. back. He's it's nice. He's nice. He goes back to America. Yes. Right? Yes. And uh, there's a scene oh. where he's driving along and uh, the cops pull him over and he's got his daughter strapped to the roof of his car. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. And he's going with the only men and bears allowed in the car. <laughs> So I think it's a whole scene around he's trying to marry his daughter off to a, an American leader in power. Yeah. That's how it kind of rolls. Yeah. And, and I won't spoil it for the people that are looking forward to it, but even the trailers, I was crying with laughter. Well, and then there was one piece that was almost you know, a bit cringy. Oh. Uh, is it him with the doctor and the daughter? And <laughs> yes, he says, yes. <laughs> about a baby about or something? A baby, yeah, yeah, it just yeah. gets lost in translation, yes, I think. So. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot about Borat that is uh, probably not to everyone's taste, Scotty, arguably. Uh, but I think it's very funny. It's on the right side of politically incorrect for me. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Totally in the political. I mean, he, his last movie where he's sitting at those dinner parties. And, oh. You know, I need to get to the bathroom. Oh, and, you, know, genius. you know, my country would like her, not so much her. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. My dad used to love him uh, when he was Ali G. Oh, Ali G. Uh, well, that's where he started. Well, that's right. Ali G. Yeah, correct. He was very funny. Yeah, he's very he's funny. Done the Borat. He's exceptional. Yeah, the Borat. Yeah. So I am very excited. <laughs> so here, Borat, October twenty-three. That's uh, not. Far away, actually, Scotty. It's uh, twenty days or yeah, I was say, nine yeah. days. Does his sister get a mention? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> his sister oh, is second. You know what's going to happen now? We're, we're going to stay in Borat. We're going to oh, stay Borat, Borat character right. for the rest of the show. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great, great for the listeners. So, um, so oh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. Very but, good, um, mate. But yes, so I've uh, got all that sort of stuff. But I wanted to talk to you. Yes. <laughs> it's a very interesting story yes. about a busted dam. In Torquay. Yeah, I saw it and uh, I moved on, I must say. So, it's it's what it is. It's a private dam yes. which holds recycled, recycled water for use on neighbouring farmland. It's around 250 metres long, 50 metres wide, holds 180 megalitres, yep. which is the equivalent of 72 Olympic-sized swimming pools. I Ouch. love it. I love yeah. how this So, what's happening is 100 people have been evacuated from their homes because they're thinking the dam could collapse. The dam wall could collapse and flood them. Right. Um, so, um, so, all these residents had to be evacuated uh, last night because there was a risk of catastrophic failure due to a leak in the wall. Wow. But the highlight of the article, Scotty, yes. is the residents live in, live in these houses, in these streets, in these streets. Oh. So, right, they're next to a dam, right? Yes. So, there's one called Pintail Drive. It's fine. Yeah. Ripple Slide Drive. <laughs> there's Wax Avenue, Cozy Avenue. But you wanna, wouldn't want to live at this particular place, which is Low Tide Drive. Because <laughs> it's about If you're to be in Low Tide Drive and the damn wall's about to go, you've got to get out of there. She's going to go high tide. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was only thinking, if the, if the wall does burst and they're down on the peninsula, it's likely most of them have got surfboards. They can just surf out. <laughs> yes, but uh, right if the you're way. in Low Tide Drive, oh, yeah, you are on. underwater. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's, um, uh, that's goggles. But snorkels. it's good to see because there was knocks on the door last night at two thirty in the morning, and uh, they're telling people to go. But luckily, the Torquay Tropicana Motel oh. has put most of the residents up. Oh, don't the you. Tropicana it Motel. Doesn't every town need a Tropicana a tro- Motel? <laughs> every seaside town should have a Tropicana oh, Motel. Absolutely. So there you go. Oh, That's the busted dam. So I hope they're all okay down there. The residents. I hope they can. Get some, I don't know, concrete, dirt, whatever they need to get in to plug the gap. Lots of sandbags. <laughs> a couple of fingers in the dark walls. <laughs> right. Oh, uh, well. Uh, we, like a mini Amsterdam going on down there we'll in Torquay. Uh, we'll be watching that with great interest. Yeah, keep an eye on that. Yeah, very right. good. Good. Yes. Yeah, so, so, sorry. All right. So, apropos of nothing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, now, as I say, we're, I'm not going to do this now, but um, we are going to spend, you know, a little bit of time in it, and I'm hoping in a couple of weeks, um, and I'm sorry, I'm making reference to this Antarctic, and, and you and I have having, uh, been having a bit of a chat, because as you know, I've recently had a, a, a change of vocation, yes. and I'm uh, in the clean, you know, if it's... The clean uh, energy game? If it's, yes, if it's not, uh, if it's not green, it's not clean. Uh, and I'm going to stick things where the sun does shine. Good. Um, but it's a it's a deadly serious uh, scenario. Um, I see China are making some very big statements about their carbon emissions and what mm-hmm. they want to achieve by, I think, 
2040 or thereabouts. Uh, we had our Prime Minister come out a couple of weeks ago saying gas is the way of the future, and that turned half the world upside down. He is uh, probably not got his finger on the pulse uh, of the uh, nation's sentiment. Uh, no, I'm not Scotty quite from sure marketing. what's going on there. And then um, there was a fantastic announcement, uh, again by the federal government uh, during the week, there are sort of six categories or sectors where they're going to inject up to $1.5 billion. Sure that. And clean energy is one of those. Yay, so, uh, good. So that's a great thing. Now, um, as I say, um, I am going to try and get somebody uh, on the show who um, I'm uh, rather close to these days. So <laughs> actually, we'll work together as we go along. Um, but I'm hoping... Uh, so my people, our people are talking to his people right. and just <laughs> just negotiating their way through. Uh, but no, I... Um, uh, uh, this uh, this couple have actually just moved recently, so they've got stuff sort of going on everywhere. So when uh, when his world uh, comes back to a little bit of normality, we're going to see whether we can uh, grab him and uh, and we get him on the line. I want to have a really good chat to him about what all of that means, and you know, throw it all in the melting pot about clean energy and gas and you know carbon emissions and um, and as I uh, as I did point out and, and as you uh, had watched uh, that fantastic uh, little three part series, yeah. About Fight for Planet A. That yeah, was really fight good. Fight for Planet A. And it was just really about... The thing that got me was the, the behavioural change that you can make that makes a difference. Oh, and tiny, uh, tiny changes. Yeah, absolutely. Literally tiny changes. Yep. yep. And if everyone makes the tiny change, yep. you have um, a multiplier effect. Yeah, it's that compound effect, isn't and it? And if we all start making those changes, it's we true. can actually get the planet back on track yep. within 15, 20 years. Yeah, so. because David Attenborough, I think, and don't quote me, but um, he, he's almost gone from saying um, we need to uh, save the planet to uh, we need to stop killing it. Yep. Um, so he's actually gone really hard now, just saying we are absolutely doing our damnedest to uh, to destroy this joint. Who's, who steps into his shoes when he's oh, gone? Oh, mate, he's 94. Big shoes. I mean, you know, that's going to be... I mean, that's... I mean, you lose Jacques Cousteau. Yeah. Um, no one fills those shoes. No. And then, um, you know, uh, Godspeed that he's got many years left. But yeah. um, one day, it's inevitable for all of us. But um, yes, they will be uh, enormous shoes to, to remotely fill. And what I, a career, too. Oh, just brilliant. Yeah. I mean, you I know. saw footage of him the other day when he was a young man. Yeah, right. And he was in the uh, Amazon or one of the, probably Uganda or one of those. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, young bloke, you know, vibrant, yeah. still doing the ecological yeah. stuff back yeah. then. So it's 50, 60 years he's been at it. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, and you know, I suppose if you then reflect back, uh, you know, obviously a, a great loss as much as he was, you know, I think he's half mad, but um, but so brilliant and so committed was um, Steve Irwin. Yeah. You know, in terms of what he did. And it, but it looks as though his kids are sort of going to follow down that path and, and that's a brilliant thing too. And, you know, but it takes somebody, I think, who's a little bit left of centre to... It takes people to get pe- takes someone to get people's attention. Uh, correct. It's you great. know, so if you're boring and, you know, and, and you know, Attenborough's not the most exciting bloke on the planet, but you just love listening to him. It's yeah. his voice. It's his passion. Um, you know, complete opposite of, of what Steve Irwin was. But, um, you know, and then I even think back to, I always reflect on, on people that we've lost in, in when they're doing such great things. Um, was it Victor Chang that, yeah. um, at the hand of some lunatic? Yep. Um, and then you had Fred Hollows who passed away, who was doing brilliant work mm. with eyesight for kids in 
Africa and so forth, and you just think, gee whiz, can't uh, can't the big fella upstairs just look after those people because they're doing such brilliant work? And he might just want to cast a stone a little bit further left to some of the rat bags. But anyway, another day, another story. Yeah, but, well, um, I look forward to that because it'd be good to get someone on to have that. Yeah, I think it would too. It's a conversation that all of us need to be having. Absolutely. Hey, Scotty. Yes. There's a certain time in this show yes. where we have to hear from the people that keep the show on the air. Yes. Which are our sponsors of the program and sponsors of the station. Yes. So what we're going to do is we'll take a break and take some messages. Take a breath. Kate, coming out of the break. <laughs> yes. Is the first song about da 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 Winners. Winners. All right. Love after it. the break. Right on, mate. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. If you're an adult who has difficulties with reading, writing or spelling, the Reading Writing Hotline has some very good news. It can actually be easier to take the plunge and improve your reading and writing skills than to keep putting it off. Phone the Reading Writing Hotline and find out how. Their number is 1300655506. That's the Reading Writing Hotline and they're there to help. 1300655506. Go on, take the plunge. Hi, I'm Aaron Finch. I'm Bronte Campbell. I'm Matthew Delvedova. These are extraordinary times. The presence of COVID-19 means each and every one of us is facing our toughest ever opposition. And although we stand apart, if we work together as a team and play by the rules, we'll soon get back to playing and watching the sport we love. We need your support now more than ever. So let's play by the rules. Wash your hands and listen to the advice. If we play by the rules, if we play by the rules, we'll all get through this together. Southern FM. The sounds of the Bayside.
Fantastic tune. Who's like singing that? that? That's Pete Murray, man. Oh, I was going to say, it sounded like Pete Murray. Yeah. And I've got, it sounded a bit lighter than Pete sometimes, yeah. but just, that's a beauty. You like that? Oh, I'm, I'm <laughs> right up for that. Always a winner, yeah. it's called. Yeah, I've got to find that. I'm going to yeah. stick that on my, on my playlist he's somewhere. He's good, Pete Murray. That's I like a, Pete Murray. That's me. Yeah, same here. Yeah, no, he's very good. You like that? Ooh, yeah, oh, mate. Found one you like. Oh, that's yeah. Good. No, that's... Uh, that's almost a sweet spot one for me. That's a ripper. Oh, uh, good. No, we're away. Love it. Love we're, it. Love we're winning. It. We're winning already. Scott. We're winning already. <laughs> <laughs> we found a song we both like. <laughs> hey, it's only taken forty-nine episodes. <laughs> well, I was going to say. In fact, I just wrote down here, old son. I'm not sure whether we actually uh, even uh, recognised, but. Uh, We've been bringing two smoking guns to this audience now for over a year. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday to you and me and everybody else. Happy birthday. So That's I fantastic. think memory serves. It's it our anniversary, the, is it? It was the 14th or 15th of September uh, in uh, last year. Was it indeed? We, uh, booted, we booted off. We had no idea what we were doing and we still don't. No. <laughs> well, I'm sorry I didn't recognise your anniversary. I know. I didn't I, get you anything. No, there's no card in the mail. <laughs> I forgot to post yours. Uh, but I just, uh, no, it was only. I was just thinking about. I don't know where. The well, it's a, it's from, a triumph of patience from the uh, the, from, the great from, station from management. <laughs> the great station, the Southern FM. Uh, it's a triumph of we, patience. We've loved it, and uh, we're not stopping anytime soon unless somebody tells us this. Oh, well, send, please send in your happy birthday wishes well, to us right. on the text if, if, if line yes, on zero four zero four triple zero seven three six. Yes. Uh, just, just text us what you'd like about the program and what you don't. Yeah. So if there's anything that you like, yeah. <laughs> just send something. <laughs> if you don't like it, just don't bother. That's all right. If you don't like it, you've That's probably switched off good. already, to be fair. Hey, can I now strap yourself in? Yep. It's car time. Oh, I've been waiting for this. You love all this stuff. I've got it all covered. I've got it. There's two or three different bits to this today, but I'm going to start off and I'm going to, in fact, give you a little, a little quiz. So oh. uh, as we we're just saying On before, cars. Gee, hey? you don't know your target audience if you're quizzing me on cars. Uh, no, I think you'll be familiar with, oh, okay. uh, right with some of these terms. But, um, you know, so the whole thing, as I said, uh, just uh, at the top of the show, um, you know, seatbelts back in the 70s and before that you could you could have as much booze as you want and get in the car and put no seatbelt. When did they introduce seatbelts? Oh, I reckon it was about 1971, 72. I distinctly no. recall not wearing them as a child. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Same here. Um, Sadly, uh, but we got through. Mm. Um, 
And it was really off the back of, uh, do you know what road deaths were back then? Oh, huge amount. Yeah, like 1,200, 1,300 people a year. So now we're in the... High twos, low threes, right. somewhere around yep. there, right? So that was that was then all about um, trying to stop your body being thrown around and in you know, the car, in yeah, the car, e- even at relatively low speed, right? Yeah. Hitting your head on the window or the or the steering wheel or the mm. dashboard, you know, whatever. Um, so that that improved markedly um, straight away, but and then of course there's still the they issue. bought in airbags. When did they bring in airbags? Yeah, that's a very good question. I, and uh, in the 90s? I don't know the answer to that. They're um, relatively recent introduction, um, weren't they? Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think back. Oh, I reckon have 25 we, years, maybe. You have airbags in the 80s? I don't think so. No, 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 no airbags back then? Wouldn't have thought so. All right. Um, I'll uh, Google it, Scotty. Well, I'll you, find you, out you for you while you while continue I, on. Well, I have this little ramble with you about this. Um, so when it, it talks about when it comes to finding the safest new car for your family, it can be tough to decipher um, the acronyms in the showroom. So you get all these letters oh, thrown yeah. at you. About... 1990. Oh, there you go. So it's 30 yeah. years old. Yeah, very there good. You go. uh, you, you've done well. Uh, first of all, we had ABS. Um, uh, uh, automatic balancing system or um, um, ABS was something like that. Automatic balancing system. Uh, ABS was the braking system. Braking whereby system. You, could, you can actually uh, replicate... Uh, is it automatic braking system? No, I think it's anti 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 braking system. system, right? right. So what it basically does, uh, the, your, your brakes go on and off, which allows you to still steer your car. Oh, so okay, instead, so the old days, the brake would go clamp. on, it would just stay on, and you would continue in the direction that you were last in when you braked. Right. The ABS allowed uh, you to actually brake... And steer, try and get out of because trouble. the wheel the, the the wheel would actually jitter and keep moving. Now, if you were in a car that didn't have ABS, you could actually replicate that by pumping the pedal of your uh, of the brakes. You could actually do what the automatic oh, system does. Right, okay. But of course, no one learnt that for a long time. Um, and then ESP, ESP. Extrasensory perception. Yeah, no, I, I, in fact, I don't ever know what ESP is. Uh, and more recently, uh, BSW and RCTA. <laughs> RCTA is, um, um, I don't know. I'll step you through them. Uh, What's the other one? BWS? Yeah, uh, BSW. Oh, I thought it was BWS, the, uh, where I buy my beer. No. <laughs> uh, no, but it's got the word blind in it. <laughs> so... Um, BSW, uh, let's bounce into that. So that's called blind spot warning. Blind spot warning. That's the right. thing that some cars have on their um, rear view mirrors or their side view mirrors that beep at you. It's actually, in the back of the car uh, in this particular that's one. That's the sensor is, but the, the warning light comes up. Yeah, that's right, in terms of in the mirror. Yeah, it says yeah, you you've got a, a car. You've got something coming up on your other side. Yeah. So uh, uh, radar and cameras monitor your blind spots and flash an orange or red light in your side mirror. Do you know the other thing you can do instead of those is you can just turn around and have a look. Yeah, and crash into the car in front of you. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> You've been getting away with it. Uh, um, uh, so some versions will also brake and steer you back into your lane. So um, I drove a car, um, or I had a car uh, in previous uh, employment, and um, uh, if I drifted too close to the white line, the steering wheel would bring me back. Well, um I'm having a look at electric cars at the moment, yeah, I know. and there's, there's a well-known brand, yep. 
who doesn't need any more publicity than no. he already gets. Yep. But they've got this system that keeps you in the lane. You can hands off the steering yeah. wheel yeah, and, yeah. It, and, it, and it senses where you are on the road and it, it, even on a curve, yes. it will stay in the lane. Yep. And well, I can tell you that... And it was like our two mates last week, you mentioned, were asleep on the wheel. Oh, that's right. <laughs> sailing along the yeah, way. But I mean, I, I, and again, I, there was there's a uh, an Asian brand of vehicle that I used to drive, um, and I'm talking under 45000 bucks, right? Hmm. Um, and I've gone around Beach Road, and it's driven itself around wow. Beach Road. It's yep. good, isn't and it? And that's $45,000 vehicle. So, um, so all these things now uh, are cheaper. And, yeah, becoming uh, and, standard, and and ba- yeah, basically uh, are becoming standard. Um, so so that's our BSW, um, and then we go to uh, what is described as either AS, ESC, DSC, or ESP. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll just step you straight into it. It's basically stability control. Uh, every new car sold from 2013 onwards has stability control. Uh, and many had the technology much earlier. So if you're looking for a used car, make sure it has uh, this stability control. Stability control. What yep. does that do, Scotty? Uh, I think that's basically a sort of a, a balancing. And so a, don't and, tip and, over. And, yeah, break, uh, and a braking uh, piece. So right. stability control senses when a car is beginning to skid and breaks individual wheels to bring it back under control. Oh, so, so this, this is no, good. This is no good for those guys in that movie Tokyo Drift. Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. They don't or, have any stability or, control. Or the boys out west that are, that that are, are, doing, that are doing the yeah, donuts. Doing the donuts, no, correct. No ah, good for those. Uh, what about uh, an AEB? Oh, that would be an automatic electronic... Um, Electronics not right. Oh, so okay. anyway, that's okay. Automatic emergency braking. Oh, okay. so that's when that senses there's a car in front of you and it'll stop, basically, or it'll keep, or it'll keep a distance. Does it stop or does it no, keep a, keep a just, distance just between put, you? Just puts it? the brakes on and recognises you're coming up. You're not slowing, and right. if you keep going, does it hit, for you? It actually just puts the brakes on and goes hey, back here. Tiger. Hey mate, hey yeah. mate, just yeah. back off. Yeah, 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 foot off, back the, off, mate. foot off the lead, back off, yeah. mate. <laughs> Foot off the lid, right? Uh, most new cars have this tech, sensors and cameras. Scan. Be really good for P-platers, this stuff. Oh, uh, this is... New, a, new drivers uh, on the road. Be really good. Because this is all about stopping the collision in the first place, yeah, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, so the sensors and cameras scan the road ahead and can detect when you're closing too fast on the car in front. Initially, they'll flash a light and beep um, to warn you, and if you're slow to react, they'll slam on the brakes. Wow. <laughs> so, it's like having a driving yeah, instructor next yeah, to you. basically. Um, so that's pretty good tech to have. And then what about... Save a lot of the insurance companies that love this. There's oh, all those little bingles they have to shell out for. Yeah, well, wouldn't you like to think that the uh, cost of their premiums Well, you would have down. thought so. Yeah, if you've yeah, got one of these yeah. cars, good shouldn't luck. your premium come yeah, off? Yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's for another day. Um, what about the RCTA? That's a registered controlled <laughs> triangulation. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. No, this is the uh, rear cross-traffic alert. So right. if you're backing out of your driveway and the car oh, senses yes. you're on a collision course with a passing car, cyclist or pedestrian... Oh, this is good for supermarkets oh, when you're backing yeah, out. Absolutely. So you don't take out the old yeah, girl but, with the trolley. But driveways as well. And driveways? Right? Because Kitty, Kitties? Well, but that's the really sad part, right? Because the kiddies are like two or three and they're not as high as the back of the car. They don't see them. Yeah. Right? And well, they need, a, they need one of these then. Oh, absolutely. So, um, so it was sound an alarm... Um, 
Some will also slam on brakes, while a handful will activate if you're if you're nudging nose first out of a parking spot or driveway. Oh, there you go. Oh, I like that technology. So that's, that's a good one. That should just be standard on every that's on, a good on every one. vehicle. Because that's a, that's often a tricky thing because you can see what's directly behind you. Yep. But you don't have the peripheral vision in your blind spot to know uh, what's coming. Yeah, or, or just, you know, I mean, somebody might have collapsed and they're lying on the footpath. You can't see them. I'm very right. careful in the supermarket when I'm backing out oh, these yes, days because yes. there's a lot more people around supermarkets, yeah. clearly. Yeah. But you've got to watch some of the old folk don't have the, you know, well, reaction times and yeah, you've got to inch out a bit. My only piece of advice to you is always park your car in backwards. Yes, yeah. I've had, I haven't thought of that. Yep. Because then you're coming out, yeah. you can just inch out a bit, and you've got your, all your eyes forward. Good Whereas, tip. Good motoring yeah, tip, Scotty. <laughs> Scotty's motoring Scotty, tip for today. Scotty's motoring tips. <laughs> um, and then we've got the ACC. The Australian Competition <laughs> Commission? <laughs> no. This is the Active or Adaptive Cruise Control. So this ah. is more about, this is sort of tied back in with that emergency. I like cruise people. control because it saves you money on speeding tickets. Yeah, just bang on the just highways. Bang it on. Mm. Yep. Automatically keeps a safe distance between you and the car in front uh, if, it, if it slows. So will you. Some cars can pull up to a complete stop from 110 k's and take off again when the traffic uh, starts moving. Uh, so this is the piece. So this is all pretty much standard in any car. That well, it, sh- it, it should be. Um you know, I mean, there's the. I mean, I've seen. So I've, you're recommending that what whichever vehicle I purchase yeah, should have all this. Needs to have all yeah. this. Yep. And then I've been in a vehicle uh, sort of in the last six months, and on the dash, um, it actually shows a camera view, which must come from a satellite, of the top of the vehicle in a car in a car a car space, in real time, like a picture of the vehicle in the car space. Really? Yep. Mm. The um, that badge that's got the three things on it. Oh, yeah. they've got them. Yeah, they've yeah. got them. Um, so, when a crash can't be avoided, cars still play a role in reducing the severity of the impact and the after effects. Here's some stuff for you. You'll love this. Audi's latest S8. Get out your checkbook and sell your children. Um, <laughs> can sense the side impact and raise the car by fifty millimeters. So the it hits the car in the strongest part of the safety cell. Oh, how's that? God, hey? really? What? So it knows it's going to get hit. All of a sudden, it goes up fifty mil, and you it it makes sure it hits the strongest part of the cell. Unbelievable! It's, uh, you're going to tell me, Sam's like James Bond. It's going to put up a, like a barrier thing oh, and shoot bullets out the back. Yeah, guns will come out. <laughs> yeah. um, other cars prepare the cabin for impact by tightening seat belts and closing windows and sunroofs. So yeah, really there's a mate of mine who's got a very expensive German car. Yeah, right. And uh, when you break, the seat belts tighten on you. Yeah, do they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some I think even do that when you're going around corners at, at a fairly reasonable sort of rate too. It's quite an unusual feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I tell you what, I don't know whether you've ever done this, but I, I've been lucky enough to do this about three or four times now. These uh, a very, very well uh, uh, known German brand of vehicle that we're talking about, and I've been on a drive day. Oh, a hot lap thing. Nope. I've been on a drive day, mm. and we uh, managed to get hold of 12 of these vehicles. Every one of them is an AMG. Wow. Uh, which probably gives away the badge. Um, and What's that stand for? Automobile? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. It's, Motor it's, Germany. It's, it's just the... It, 
this thing goes quick yeah. is what it stands for, I think. So every one of these things was an AMG. So 9.30 in the morning, um, drive from just down the road here, mm. uh, down the peninsula, mm. Arthur's Seat, mm. up and down, uh, and then lunch at a winery, and then on the way back. Um, Brilliant. Uh, aren't most unbelievable and what you do you drive for about 10 minutes mm. and then you've got two of you in a car you drive for about 10 minutes and then you swap cars so you go, oh, to, you the, drive you go to the next car oh, okay. and then you swap the you swap your driver and then the next car and you swap back again uh, so you basically get to drive all these cars uh, for the whole day and it's unbelievable the only other one that you'd be a kid in a candy shop oh, the only one that scared the pants off me um, was I did go on a Maserati drive day Ooh. through Christmas Hills mm. um so you've got to sign a little bit of a waiver that says <laughs> you, you, don't stack you, the you, car. you bend it, you mend it. Uh, $5,000 premium yeah. goes with it. Yeah. Uh, just sign your life away. But do you reckon you can resist driving a Maserati through Christmas hills? <sighs> My goodness me. It was something else. Anyway, so yes, so I can well imagine your mate's got some uh, amazing features in that car. Um, and then <clears throat> some will hit the brakes after impact, stopping you from sliding off the road or going into oncoming traffic. So once you've had your, your ding. Really? Yep. Um, so uh, there's just one more piece, because um, I know we've got to go to an ad break. So um, uh, once the accident has happened, many cars can help you send your whereabouts to emergency crews. If your phone is paired to the car and in mobile range, it will automatically call triple zero if your airbags are deployed. How's that? That's good. Airbags gone off. Woo, woo, woo. Straight That's to good, the uh, emergency services. So uh, I'm going to lots more about cars, so, oh, but I know we're going to go to a break. That's no, just the first tantalising little piece. Oh, the next bit are a bit funny. You're excited. <laughs> I am. I'm, you're on your pet topic. Oh, oh yeah. Love it. <laughs> hey, uh, we'll take a quick break, and uh, after the break yet again, there's another song about our football club. Lovely. Nothing good ever happens in my life. I'm just angry and bored all the time. I don't know who I am anymore or what makes me happy. My friend said I should talk to someone and get some help. Mum took me to the doctor and he said I had depression. A psychologist helped me deal with anxiety and stuff. You can help someone find a way back from anxiety and depression at youthbeyondblue.com or phone 1300 224636. Hey, g'day. You got a minute to talk about organ and tissue donation? Before the game starts, me? Well, I've registered to be a donor. It was really quick to do. It's great to know that there's more Australians like me saying yes to organ donation than ever before. Because there's always someone who'll need a transplant. One day it could be you, or me, or one of our family members. So why not say yes to donation and register today at donatelife.gov.au. This project is sponsored by the Organ and Tissue Authority. You mean... Me cry. Hey, Jude here. Clearly, retro is cool. I know something about love. So let's take a trip through some fab retro music. We'll revisit the soundtrack of our lives. <laughs> Stay a while with me, Judith. Mondays, 11am, here on 88.3 Southern FM. Be there or be square. With a bridge of sights To rest my eyes in shades of green
That's a cracking song. Not exactly a footy song. It's more about a woman, but the way I'm feeling right now, Scotty. I'm feeling a lot of love for my footy That was hot chocolate, of course, from 40 odd years ago. Yeah, mate, that's again. Errol Brown. Another one of those songs that just defies. It'll go on forever. You can play that in 30 years' time and they'll still be shaking their booty to it. Oh, come on. Right, some more car okay, stuff. so this now, I mean, this is brilliant, I, I loved it when I found it, because I saw the car piece and I thought, I think that popped into my head was, um, you know, some old sayings about cars, so, you know, if I said to you, um, does your car have fast glass? Oh, yeah, you that's um, the automatic um, electric, windows, electric, electric windows, windows, right? Yes. So then I thought, right, there's got to be a whole bunch more that I can't think of. Right. That, so uh, that'll be the second piece. But the first piece I want to share with you is 10 things in cars that we miss the most that we won't have again. Right. Um, number I'll, one. I'll, okay. <clears throat> I'll go. Excuse you me. Uh, the first one, pop-up headlights. 
Yes, like hey? on the was it the Datsun or the oh, or the Celica? The Celica had them. Had, had them. The I had a Honda Prelude. A and Prelude it, had, it had pop-ups. Uh, Mazda, uh, pop-ups. Mazda MX Five. Yeah, pop-ups. Uh, so uh, yeah, pop-up they were fun, weren't they? And it just says here, pop-up headlights are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty not groovy. Only, not only because they look cool, uh, because they're also all. So uh, satisfying to operate. The headlight goes up and yeah. goes down. <laughs> you, go, like, you can actually, you know. This is the button that goes pee. Well, you know, you, can, you might spot a pretty girl and just <laughs> whoop, whoop, you know, Just put, the <laughs> put my headlights up. <laughs> um, uh, unfortunately, um, they never make production in modern car for a number of reasons, including pedestrian safety, aerodynamics, and wind noise. Yeah, aerodynamics <laughs> would be the thing I would have thought. Right. So number two on our uh, on our wonderful list, um, thin A pillars. Thin A pillars. You know what, what are a, they? You know what an A pillar is? No, I don't know okay. what an A pillar is. So when you're driving along now uh, mm. these days, and you look to your right a bit, mm. do you often have a little bit of trouble seeing past the great big piece? That oh, that's goes the bit down. that hold is between the door. So it runs and off the, the roof and so the windscreen. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's for. Yeah, for safety. Yeah, correct. So that's called an A pillar. Right. Um, the one in the middle between your front seat and the back seat is called a B pillar. Right. Right. So what's the one at the back called? The C um, pillar. Yeah. No, I think it's just another A pillar. <laughs> yeah, oh. It's called the rear A pillar. Right. Um, remember a time that you didn't have to shift about like a madman to see? Did they used to be thinner? Did they? Oh, in yeah, the very old thin. Cars? Yeah, very right. thin. Yeah, I've got a picture of a BMW here. I mean, it's about about this okay. thing. Yeah. So better visibility. Oh no, you'd have an accident and die. Yeah. But, I mean, but you could okay. see what you, you could see. see what you was could happening. See, you could see. Your death coming. So um, <laughs> um, that was because old cars came with a thing called visibility. <laughs> I had a uh, convertible um, as once in a time. Oh, the Val? The Val. Yeah. And that had, didn't have any A pillars. No. It didn't have any steering or brakes. Or brakes. <laughs> I drove it home one day. It's a shocker. It a, I reckon. I it reckon. Drove, I, it drove like a bar of soap. Oh, <laughs> mate, she was all at sea. That was that was an experience and a half drive. There was that. no safety features on that car. No, no, not no, one. No, nothing at all. But but that was the beauty. It was of a it. great car. Yeah, exactly. Um, it um, when I hear that song, uh, "Love Shack," oh, oh, yeah, I'm. Yeah. It, I'm <laughs> Yeah. My car's as big as a whale, yeah, yeah, and I'm driving on down to the Love Shack. Yeah, that was the it. Val. That yeah. was the Valiant. Yeah. Now, here's a really interesting one, and I've got a side piece to this uh, and a little bit of a theory. So, um, a thing of the past, manual gearboxes. Yeah, yeah. Well, my son still drives a manual. Right. So, but most modern cars, they don't sell no, them. No, they don't normally anymore, sell right? them, do they? Only sports cars. So, well, that's right. But the older car, um, the more likely it is to transfer its engine power to the wheels via a manual gearbox. You already know why manuals are better because they're more enjoyable, more engaging to use, and act as a great deterrent for would-be thieves in America. Because <laughs> 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 they can't drive more manuals. Um, and then, uh, of course, uh, modern autos are faster, slicker, and more efficient than a manual, which is why new car buyers are choosing them uh, more. I've got a theory. Every kid should drive a manual car up to the age of 25. You know why? And slow them down. No, nah, you know why? Because yeah. they can't operate a mobile phone <laughs> and drive a manual at the same time. Very true. You've got one hand on the gear stick and you've got one hand on the wheel. Unless they're driving with their knees, they've got no hyperchecking on their phones. Nice thinking. Should be driving a Scotty's manual. Scotty's motoring tips. That's my second That's motoring tip. second motoring tip. <laughs> um, what about this one, Rutsy? Mm. What about T-tops? What are T-tops? So a T-top is a car where you could actually remove a section of the roof. It's like a of, sunlight. Well, or sun, yeah, you know, a sky. No, thing. yeah, but it was sunroof. You, you could actually take out like the the piece of. Oh, you could the take glass. it out. You take it completely out. 
Put it in your boot, I think. Oh, and then, um, I like that. Anyway, T-top uh, roof was brilliant. Okay, so it would leak occasionally yeah. <laughs> on some models. Uh, but if it didn't, then you had two cars, a convertible and a hardtop. Yeah. So it's the hardtop. Well, they, they don't they have the retractable sunroof, don't yeah, they? Well, yeah. Now, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, they've, they've, God knows what they've got now. Um, the best part was that the panels were easily re- removable and could be stored behind the seats in a special bag. There you go, so behind the seat. T-top cars also look amazing. So I think the Nissans used to make a, a T-top and hmm. so forth. Um, simple, uncluttered interiors yes remember when you yes. just you had a, a switch for your lights you, mm. had a, you didn't have a switch for your air conditioning you didn't have one you used to wind your window <clears> down uh, that was the oh I saw a brilliant I saw a brilliant picture um, it, it had on the door air conditioning on and off and the direction of which you wear the window <laughs> up or down I thought it was gold that's good um, it so, used to be simpler didn't it because it used to oh, have mate, just your seriously? speed and and what was that thing it used to have for the revs? Oh yeah, it's, it's your yeah. RPM. It's yeah, your, RPM. Your, your rev yeah, revs whatever. per minute. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you'd have a gauge for your oil, probably, oil and um, your petrol and petrol. Hmm. And that was about it. That's about it. Um, push so, button radios. Oh yeah, push button radio. Yeah. Were, well, I, well, well. In fact, there was a Valiant that had push button gearbox. Well, I tell you what, you won't get in a car now. You won't get a CD player. Or a cassette player. No, or a cassette player. No. Um, or a, uh, I've got a or, CD player. Or an ashtray. Or, yeah, I've got no ashtrays? Yeah, no ashtray. And no no, a, cigarette, no cigarette lighters. Um, step inside any new car and you'll be greeted by at least one bonging noise and a view up uh, to about 50 buttons. How true. Uh, when you start the car up, you'll have to depress either a, yeah, depress either a brake or clutch pedal while you push a button to start. Before you set off, you might also have to find a clever spot for the car keys in the in the car in the set of console. Yeah, and because these days, push you used to in my car still. You actually put the key in, you turn the car on, and there they there they stay. These days, you, yep. it's all auto, and, yep. and where do you put your car keys? Yep. So they should sit sit in the slot. So no, a handbrake is a button now. A handbrake, I hate that. Yeah, because I, I I know when the handbrakes on or off because yep. I either lift it up. Or I put it down. Well, how are you meant to do a handbrake turn with a button? Correct. <laughs> Correct. How do you do handbrake starts? Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, mm. none of those don't no, exist anymore. anymore. Um, in an old car, by contrast, you simply jump in, close the door, crank the heater up to demiss the window, and turn the key. I used to have a choke. Oh yeah, in my yeah, car. yeah. My my dad's car, my dad's Falcon had it. Yeah, they used yeah, to get the choke out until it warmed up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. we don't have to warm anything up anymore yeah. now. So um, I miss that. So you think of <laughs> yeah. So you think about all I'm that. I'm not sure my neighbours missed it. And <laughs> I then, was revving it up on a cold winter morning. Oh, gee, I had a car. I, I, I had to start it for about an hour before yeah. it would move. Yeah. Um, and then that leads straight into the next one: an actual car key. Speaking of turning the key, what the hell happened to that? Keys nowadays are the shapes and sizes, and usually don't resemble. A key at all, you know, because they look like a USB stick or, you know, well, the, the, time the, now. The, the electric car brand that I was talking about, yeah, it's off your phone, is it? <laughs> yeah, off your phone, yeah, you start your car before you go out, yeah. And, yeah. and then you walk away and it just automatically locks when you're out of range, yeah, pretty. Yeah. Some keys are, stu- um, are stubby little uh, rectangles that you insert into a hole in the dash, while others, uh, Renault, they're saying, makes its key look like uh, fat credit cards that you have to slide into your dashboard. There you go. Unbelievable, isn't mm. it? Um, number seven, being able to fix your own car. Yeah. <laughs> I, Mechanics um, hate current cars. Well, they? they plug them into the computer to find out what's wrong. Oh, they do. Well, in fact, um, uh, the bride had a flat battery the other day. 
And um, so I actually went. I've got um, the things. Yeah, you got jumper leads. I've got jumpers. Yeah. yeah. Have you got the battery pack with the jumper leads no, or just, just jumper leads? No, I just, just hauled yeah. down a mate. And yeah, no. So I chuck, so, chuck these on. So we didn't have any. I've got that. four cars in my house, mate. One of them's going to have a. Well, an operating you, battery. You, you need to buy the battery pack then. So uh, we, we we borrowed one and got it going eventually. But I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm going to Doctor Google and uh, see what the go is. And anyway, I uh, came across this website and it said, if you've got a flat battery, uh, but try this before you ring the RCV or do whatever you do. It said, uh, jump in the car, turn your headlights on. And if your headlights come on, it means there's juice left in the battery. Right. It's not completely flat. Mm-hmm. So they said, then go and grab said spanner and go and hit the alternator. Mm-hmm. Give it a tap. You reckon I could find the alternator? No. <laughs> Actually, yeah. no, I beg your pardon. This is not the starter motor. Oh, it yeah. was the starter motor. So I've lifted up the hood and I thought, I'm going to have a crack at this. Yeah, the whole thing's but, covered up and you couldn't find it. But it's all under plastic, that's it. right? It's got that's Everything's it. got a plastic cover. I mean, I'm talking about a car that's, you know, it's 14 years old, right? All you so, get to do these days, mate, change is, 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 is... Pull the, the oil the, stick out. Is, no, and put the wash, washer, 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 fluid. washer fluid in. Yeah, so... Um, so anyway, not I, much fun. I couldn't find it, so we had to. Do resort. your kids know how to change a tyre? Um, no, but I. One of the first things I did do with my eldest daughter when she got a license last year, um, I did take her down to do show her how to check her air pressure in her tyres yeah. and just check her oil. Oh, that's good. So and then just to watch the heat. And then the rest, the the rest of it's just ring dad. Well, the rest of it's <laughs> ring dad or again on the mechanic, right? Um, yeah, no flat tyres as yet. Touch wood. So that's good. Um, so then, uh, yes, yeah, so being able to fix your own car, right? Um, and then what about uh, lightweight? Lightweight cars, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and always have been more fun to uh, chuck about and are far more involving to drive. So while light cars demand greater driver concentration and while they won't look after you in a crash, you simply can't beat it for enjoyment. So it's a bit like saying I've got a little bit of a go-kart thing going on. Well, nice light car. And then what about attractive steering wheels? Used to have sort of all sorts of different. Oh, steering I used wheels. to have in the old British racing cars yeah. the wooden steering yeah, and wheels, then the, even the steel piece in the middle. Yeah. Whereas now it's got an airbag in it. Well, right. they do all have airbags in them. Um, don't they? So it seems new cars are always trying to reinvent the steering wheels. Some are fat, some are flat bottom, but most, if not all, will do more, uh, a lot more than just directing the front wheels. These days, steering wheel can answer well, paddles and everything well, going on and yeah. things in them. Uh, and, yeah. Answers the phone call. Yeah. It can change the speed of your cruise control. Flick through your radio settings. Um, heck, some steering wheels uh, are even heated. These days, that right? yes, that's true. Um, whatever happened to um, driving gloves? Well, uh, and in fact, that driving day I was telling you about, one of the cars I got into uh, was able to give you a massage as you drove mm. in built into the seat uh, with an air conditioner that came out around your neck, so it had the cool air. So oh. you could have a thirty-five degree day, the roof down, cool air coming, the cool seat on, and getting a massage. And you die because you just fall asleep. (laughs) (laughs) My mate, who I talked about, who's got the expensive German car. Yes. We play golf. And we come back from golf. It was a freezing day. And he's got heat warmers in the seat. Yeah. He said, oh, I'll warm you up. Turns that to three and puts the massager on. Oh, oh, not yeah. enough after five minutes. Oh, yeah, that's, that's what Fantastic. I mean. So imagine driving. Yeah. <laughs> and then this is the this is the, the gold medalist, yes. this one. 
a full-size spare wheel. Oh, yes, a lot of cars don't have them anymore. No, well, I've just got those little, those wafer biscuit ones now. So, anyway, so they're the 10 things you won't see in cars anymore. Very Rutsy. good, very um, good. Now, uh, whether you want to uh, fling to something else or I can just throw you 10 uh, of the, the slang. Go me, uh, go me slang, so come on. Shall we go slang? Go me slang. Um, so that's gone beautifully now that I've completely lost exactly where I was. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, that's modern technology for you. So, um, you, you know, you just talk amongst yourselves <clears throat> just for a moment while I <clears throat> try and remotely go back. Oh, here we go, Rutsy. So um, this was a beautiful thing. So, yes, I, it, it all started with fast glass. I was thinking, yes. you know, where are all, the, all these sayings? You know, where have they all gone? So here's some uh, Aussie motoring slang. I'm going to give you the slang and you can tell me what it is right what about an ag bike uh, an ag bike an ag bike ag bike no i got nothing it's a farm bike like a farm oh, motor, right. farm motorbike right. um anchors uh brakes yep uh asphalt oh uh, what's the road yep that'll do um a bent eight <laughs> uh a v8 yes oh well done um, what about so no you'll get a binger you're a bimmer uh, what about a blower uh, no a supercharger or turbocharger oh right a blower uh, and what about if your car's blown uh, it's blown a gasket <laughs> no it actually means it's got a turbo or a supercharger no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about bog standard oh that's uh, the standard model yes yeah, so a basic trim no basic modifications trim, yes. what about a bombador <laughs> uh, that would be a Commodore painted in red and black. Oh, just a Commodore. Uh, what about if your car's boosted? Oh, that means it's got big wheels on it. You know, it's super or... Supercharged. Tur- yeah, turbocharged yeah. again. Uh, booze bus, we, uh, we know all about. Uh, what about... Uh, oh, what about a bull... F- what, if you've got a bullfighter, what have you got? A uh, car that sees red? Uh a Lamborghini. Ah. Um, uh, what about circle work? Are they donuts? <laughs> donuts or circular burnouts? Uh-huh. Uh, what about if you're clocked? Oh, that means you've been gone with the speed radar. Yeah, that's it. What about if you've got a cow catcher? A cow catcher? <laughs> cow catcher. Oh, I've got nothing. Bull bars. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, what about if you've got a crotch rocket? Oh, No. Fast motorcycle. Oh, crotch uh, rocket. Uh, what about a dipstick? <laughs> oh, that's the oil. And says you're not what you think. Yeah, no, that's the oil thing. Um, what, have, what have you got if you've got a duke? A duke. A duke. A duke of hazard. Duke. No, I don't know. A chicatty. Uh-huh. Uh, a dunny door. Uh, no. Commodore Come again. <laughs> uh, yeah, fast glass, electric windows. Yeah. Um uh, to flog no. Uh, what about a hairdryer? Oh, that's a that's a, a soft top. Yes, that'll yeah, do. A, yeah. uh, no, 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 no. No, like but, a, you know, a convertible. No, oh. hairdryer is the police radar gun. No, <laughs> the hairdryer. Right. No, right. looks like a hairdryer. If you get, get out the road and point your hairdryer at these cars, <laughs> they all slow down. <laughs> I'll give you the tip. Uh, all right, we'll just cut through a few more. Uh, what about if? What are you doing if you hit the loud pedal? Ah, uh, that's you hitting the volume, uh, the accelerator. No, right. Um, what a what's a love tap? 
Oh, that's uh, just a little tap in the brakes. Yeah, just a, just a little crash. Yeah. <laughs> love tap. Uh, what's love what's tap. motion lotion? I don't know. Petrol. No, <laughs> just, just the fuel. Uh, what about a mud plugger? No. It's an SUV usually stripped down with big off-road tyres all... <laughs> a mud plugger. Yeah. Paddock basher, um, patch... Uh, what about Povspec? Povspec. Povspec. Oh, that'd be the same as bog standard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. basic model. What about if? What have you got if you got a pug? A pug. Mm. A pretty ugly something. Goose. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you got a pug, you got a Peugeot. That's what ah. you used to call them. They called them pugs. Uh, what have you got if you've got a rag top? A rag top. <laughs> An orange coloured car. No, a convertible. A convertible. Okay. Anyway. That's uh, sort of a whole bunch oh, well of, uh, of different stuff in there. Well done. Uh, that was like, Scotty's motoring hour. Oh, yeah. I've still got things like Turek tractor and or what? Have we, oh, sorry. Here's one for you. What if you've got? What have you got? If you've got a Tojo, a Tojo, <laughs> a Japanese car. Yes, a Japanese four-wheel driver. That's the end of my segment. Well done. <laughs> anyway, was, there we go. That was Scotty's motoring hour. Uh, and what I took <laughs> out of that? What I took out of that was. Manual cars for young people so they can't yes, get on phones. correct. And always back into a car parking spot in correct. the supermarket. Correct, so you drive out. So from your sweet spot, yes, cars, to yours, to mine. Music. Beer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> 50, 50. 50, 50. <laughs> uh, and I've got so some, um, just thought you might be interested in some fun facts about beer, Scotty. Oh, if, sort you, of if you say of, the word beer and fun, you've got me. <laughs> yeah, well, I've just got a couple of little things here I thought might tickle your funny bone. Go for it. So um, this is a fun fact. At any given time, 0.7% of the world is drunk. Wow. Hmm. So 50 million people are drunk right now. That's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. A lot of... Gee whiz. The world's longest hangover lasted four weeks after a Scotsman consumed 60 pints of beer. 60 pints. That's... 3,200 milliliters. That's, that's, three... that's what they call in the classics a good session. That's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Amsterdam pays alcoholics in beer to clean the streets. They get five cans of beer for a day's work plus 10 euros and tobacco. Wow. That's a good scheme. Yeah, well, that's sort of a bit of a... Work for your drink. Bit of a barter scheme. Beer was not considered an alcoholic beverage in Russia until 2013. Yeah, of course not. Because <laughs> <laughs> it never came near vodka. <laughs> there is a beer brewed from bananas in Africa. I've had it. It's awful. Re- oh, mm. really? Does it taste like bananas? Yeah, it tastes terrible. Right. At the Wife Carrying World Championships in Finland... <laughs> oh, hang on, this is beer. <laughs> at the Wife Carrying World Championships in Finland... What could go wrong? <laughs> the first prize is the wife's weight in beer. Oh... So if you've got a light wife, you might win, but you don't get as much beer. No, that's right. So, yeah. uh, I'll leave that one that's right alone. In uh, 1963, Albert Heineken created uh, a beer bottle that could all be also be used as a brick to build sustainable housing in impoverished, in uh, impoverished countries. In right. fact, in Thailand, there's a temple that was constructed with one million bottles of Heineken. Wow. Hmm. That's smart. So like glass bricks. Glass bricks. Yeah. Smart. Yeah. Except they're green. Yep. And they've got labels on them. Yep. Right. <laughs> Good. It's, that's a good good idea. Yeah, I like it. In the land of the pharaohs of Egypt, beer was the national currency. Right. Fun fact. In Argentina, political parties have their own brands of beer. Hey, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, wow. Hey? Yeah. It'd be, you know, what would, what would ScoMo have? 
ScoMo's draft. <laughs> have a beer. Have a beer. <laughs> I know what Dan's would be. Get on the beers. Yeah, get on the beers. Lager. That's right. That's what I was trying to think of. Get on the beers. In Norway, their first ever aircraft aircraft hijacking was resolved after the hijacker surrendered his weapon in exchange for beer. Wow. You must love beer, that bloke. Yeah, exactly. It's staying in Norway, in the 13th century, people would baptise their children with beer. Start them early. Maybe, maybe that's, that's, that's happened to me, I'm pretty sure. 162,000 pints of Guinness beer are wasted each year due to mustakas. Oh. Think about that. All the foam getting in there. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, in France, Germany, Austria, Spain and the Netherlands, they serve beer at McDonald's. What? Yep. You can get a beer at McDonald's in Spain. Gee whiz. You can get an Australia with your Big Mac. Wow. Fantastic. Beer was illegal in Iceland until 1989 on the 1st of March. It was illegal in, until 1989. Why? Beer. I don't know. Why? Now the date is celebrated every year in Reykjavik as Beer Day. Now there's a day. That's a good hey, day. That's a good that's day. on the that's on the calendar. <laughs> that's on the <laughs> Whack that on the calendar. Yeah, there's one day in every month. We'll actually, drink Norwegian <laughs> beer if there is such a thing. I love this one. Beer cans in Japan have braille on them so blind people don't confuse alcoholic drinks with soft drinks. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's too many, there's ga- too many there's gags too, in there's that too one. Too many gags to even go there to come out unscathed. <laughs> Next, Joan Joan Evans is the only person on earth capable of balancing 237 pints of beer atop his head. What? Yep, I've how seen. You... I've seen a picture of it. Really? Yeah. So what, how does on a big, big sort of? You've got a tray, tray on his head. On a big tray, yeah. And yeah. then just balances 237 pints. That's a lot of beer. The strangest thing about that story, it's a bloke and he's called Joan. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Lucky last for yeah. you. The first Olympic disqualification for drug use yeah. was against a Swedish pentathlete who drank two beers before his shooting event to calm his nerves. Oh. That's de rigueur for my golf. That's a, uh, that's a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Fun facts about beer for oh, you, Scotty. I love it. You like that? Yeah, love that. Oh, and the other one, until the 1970s in Belgium, table beer was served in school cafeterias. What? Yeah. <laughs> table beer? When scientist Niles Bohr won the Nobel Prize in 1922, the Carlsberg Brewery gave him a perpetual supply of beer piped into his house. Oh, how's that for a That's prize? That's a good prize. That's a good prize. That's don't a, worry about the gas for don't the... Don't worry uh, about don't, the trophy. Don't worry about anything like that. Don't need gas pipe, for the barbecue. Pipe beer. Just <laughs> pump beer into my house. More Guinness beer is drunk in Nigeria than Ireland. Imagine if you just went to your kitchen and... and you uh, could just pour well, a beer. you just had a beer tap. Oh. And then you had a you know, water tap. And a, although you just you just want it tapped into your little bar that you've made somewhere, wouldn't you? you just go, yeah. so, so Rutty, where do you keep your kegs? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, no, keg. no kegs here. Come straight from this the brewery. Straight from the brewery. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Love it. So that's that. And right. beer leads me into gambling. Because <laughs> the, the two go hand in gloves, yeah, Scotty. Yeah, a fair chance. And um, look, it's a uh, that time of year where a spring carnival is upon us, yep. and we must get racetrack on yeah, too we do. at some point. I am reading a book, and this is a very, very excellent book. It's very funny and yep. it's very informative, and it's by a funny guy called Titus O'Reilly. Yes, 
and it's called Please Gamble Irresponsibly. I highly recommend it. Right. It's the history of gambling in this country since the settlers arrived, yep. the white man arrived, and it goes through all of the late 1800s and the 1900s, John Wren, all the bookie shops, all the privately owned race courses back in those uh, days. Yes, of course. Then Prohibition and the Wowsers, and then obviously since then it's just gone bunter. And then SP bookies. Because every government uh, basically relies on gambling to feather their, their revenue nests. Grog, smokes, and, and, the and, punt. and the punt. So it's a great, a great book. Um, very informative, and he's got a he's, he writes beautifully, and he's a yep. funny guy, so he's always got a yep. quick throwaway line. Very articulate. But I've uh, he's got six gambling tips in the book that I wanted to share with you. <laughs> yes. That I thought so they tickle my funny bone. Yeah. I don't know whether they'll tickle yours, <laughs> but I think they're pretty important to know as we enter into spring carnival. Yes, it's important to know these punting season. Uh, he he says always bet on your own team so that when they lose, you can be extra miserable. <laughs> Yeah, done that. Which I've been doing <laughs> most of this year. Gambling is an investment strategy on par with investing in your local pub by buying lots of drinks there. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Tick. <laughs> if you find yourself getting into financial trouble gambling, take up a less risky hobby like base jumping or bullfighting. <laughs> Right, okay. When betting on cricket, remember to bribe as many players as possible. <laughs> uh, clearly been done. <laughs> and this is one that, that I see a bit of. Yes. Even though you haven't looked at a horse since the last spring carnival, speak on the subject with great authority oh, yeah. and circle various horses on your form guide to continue, to convince yourself and others that you have a clue what you were doing. Oh, 100%. <laughs> 100%. Always circle the favourite. Oh, yeah. And then... Um, oh, it's number five uh, and the fifth, and, and, then, and, and number eight's a roughie. And then find something that's about 15 or 20 to one, but it's won its last race. Oh, yeah. Right? So it's on the up. It's it's, it's, it's value. It's a value oh, bet. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's one for the exotics. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> I was having another look this morning to see if there were a actually rough chance. Any, more, uh, any more of those little uh, phrases that you came up with last week oh, about, yeah. you know... Um, not up to this, not keen. Um, prefer others. Yeah, pr- prefer others. Um, not without a chance. Not a flukers. <laughs> uh, and his no. lucky last one, which I saved for last because it's about the dogs. Uh, the dish lickers. The dish lickers. The dishes. He goes with this one. He goes, when betting on the greyhounds, take a moment to consider where your life went wrong and then try to fix it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's Because not... if you're betting on the dogs... Oh. You've got some. You've got to, you've got to have a good hard look at yourself. Well, uh, I, I think there's probably only one step further is if you actually go to the dog. Go to the dog, <laughs> mate. The dog. The racetrack is a, is a place where a lot of nefarious characters, persons oh, of ill repute, have tend you ever to been, hang out. Have you ever been to the dogs? I have been to the dogs when I was a young lad. Yep. My father was in the industry. And we went to Olympic Park Dogs on a Monday night, yeah. and uh, I had a great time. Um, and it was good for a young kid, because there's a race every 20 minutes, so you weren't ever bored. Yeah, and it's over in about eight and seconds. It's over. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, and, and tell me you've seen this, please, is the uh, dogs doing a steeplechase. No. The, the hurdles. No. The funniest thing, oh, no. you'll, the hurdles are only off. The, the hurdles are only about thirty centimetres high. Yeah, they take off from about where uh, from from me, and, and the listeners won't get this. <laughs> they they seriously 
jump over these things, and they're in the air for about 38 metres. <laughs> <laughs> and they run along, and all of a sudden they go, and spread their legs, and go over these... It's the funniest. See if you can find a steeple chasing rate. Greyhound, greyhound hurdling. Well, see, I'll pay to see I, that. So I've only ever been once. I was, uh, I, I think, I was working back. I was back in my radio days, and uh, there was a chap that worked there, and he said, uh, he said "What have you got on tonight?" I said, oh, I'm, you know. <laughs> "I'm going to watch dogs I said, jump over." Oh, I'm just about to go home. Over he goes, barriers. "Do you want to come to you want to come to Olympic Park with me?" <laughs> I've gone. What's, what's Olympic Park? The, di- the dish, the dish lookers. So anyway, I mean, he's in a suit and he's all dolled. He was a senior exec back in the was back he? in the day, yeah. Hmm. And uh, anyway, so there we are. We're off to the dogs. Oh, he's got the book going. He's got, oh. he's got it over here and he's over here. And it's, it was unbelievable. But the, but I, I just about I just about needed a doctor. I was laughing that hard at watching these things go over these hurdles. It was hilarious. Absolutely, hilarious. my mother, my mother, my my mother had a tip for who which horse to back. Oh, she used to go and watch them in the mounting yard, well, not the mounting yard, but the assembly yard, and whichever one um, you know did a oh. number twos, oh. she said that'll be lighter. <laughs> well, she's probably right. <laughs> and uh, there's all sorts of stuff that goes on in those little um, what do you call oh, them? Yeah. The the yeah. um, the kennels, the, or the, 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 the starting starter box, the starter box. Yeah. So it's, often dogs are held back. Oh, by really? their uh, accoutrements. Oh, really? Other dogs have certain uh, substances applied to their accoutrements. Oh, I have no doubt about that. <laughs> There's all yeah. sorts well, of stuff. A little, little bit of denker up. A little, little bit of mustard. <laughs> yeah, uh, well. All sorts of stuff going on in the dogs. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's uh, Tony Lockett's uh, riding to his grave. He loves he? the dish. He loves the, yeah, the dishes. Yeah, yeah, he does. He breathes. Oh, and God. We were, we're back to dead. Uh, Ted Bullpit now, aren't we? Because he had um, he had the dislike. You know what we should do. You know what we should do, don't you? What now? The two smoking guns need to buy a greyhound, oh, and we need to yes. call it two smoking guns. Oh yes, because they're they're not expensive. Like you, you buy one for about a couple hundred bucks. Oh, really? I think so. Doesn't run, but <laughs> <laughs> just just so I, we can talk I, about I, it each week. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna investigate. The two smoking guns buying a greyhound called two smoking guns. Can, can you imagine that listening to the race? And here comes two smoking guns. <laughs> We'd be good for that. Oh, it'd be hilarious. So it'd anyway, be very very funny. We, we might have his Ted Bullpit. Oh yeah, from our our great yes. show. That you know, just pull, oh, it's, it's in the paddock with um, with Borat over there in the politically incorrect forest. Yes, um, his racing greyhounds were Repco Lad. Yes, they were. And yes. Gaya Kubra. Oh, too <laughs> funny. Well, and he had them out the back in uh, in in his uh, greyhound thing, uh, along with the uh, the the concrete Neville. Oh ne- yeah, Neville. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the con- concrete, yeah, concrete gnome, <laughs> concrete gnome. <laughs> Thanks for rescuing me. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. um, that's very good. Well, maybe maybe. maybe we could st- we start a little syndicate with uh, two smoking let's, gun listeners, and we'll just get a we'll get a little grand. Let's get two a smoking gun. Let's thing. get a dog. Let's get a dog. Right. <laughs> I reckon we need to find a well, dog. Well, speaking of dog, uh, here's, here's an ad for the guide dogs coming right. right. Up. Uh, we'll take these ads. All On right. the other side, we've got another winning song. Yep. And then we're going to go to what about? Would you like me to to ask uh, to talk to you about fruit and veg and have a bit of a yes? I would. I oh, that's would. really interesting. I will. We'll do that. We'll take an ad. We'll take a song. We'll come back and we'll talk fruit and veg. Beautiful. Beautiful. People often say, "I can't imagine what it'd be like to lose my eyesight." I don't have to. 
At 28, I lost my vision within a month. I also lost my job, so many friends and my independence. But thanks to Guide Dogs Victoria, my guide dog, Audrin, has given me back my confidence. I trust him with my life. Help Guide Dogs Victoria provide mobility and freedom. Please call Guide Dogs Victoria to make a donation on 1800 804 805. If you've had something stolen... Or if you've had property damaged, you need the police, not the sirens. If you've lost something or found something valuable... Or if you want to register a party or let us know you're going away on holiday, you need the police, not the sirens. When you need the police, but not the sirens, you can now report these incidents online at police.vic.gov.au or call 131444. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. From Paran to Parkdale, you're listening to Southern FM. Never end. May your winning. 
see what I did there? Yes. See, I uh, it's a song about winning. It's called Winning Streak. Yes. But it's about gambling. Yes. See how clever that was? Oh, you're too clever. You that know. was Glenn Hansard. Now, Glenn Hansard is, was, because they don't play much anymore, uh, was the lead singer of a band called The Frames, Irish band. Uh, look them up. They are one of the better bands in the world. Right. Um, he was also in a fantastic movie called Once. Okay. Now, if you've not seen Once... Was he in it Once? <laughs> get it. Have a look at it. Yep. He plays a busker who falls in love with a girl, yeah. Marquita Erglover, and ended up going out with her in real life. Wow. But it is a fabulous, fabulous love story and a great, full of great music. Right. So I encourage you to watch Once... Okay. Encourage you to listen to the frames. That was Glenn Clansard, Casey Kaysen, calling them, calling them the tunes. So on American top, no American top. <laughs> now, Scotty, yes, we've been doing a lot of cooking of late, as you know, and um, know. we've been challenging ourselves in the kitchen. Yes, and uh, that's all still one of the one of the po- only positives, one of the few positives have come out of this time. Yes, and. We've been experimenting with a lot of different fruit and veg and a lot of different ingredients. Yes. So I've learned a lot about spice. So I've been yeah, challenging right. myself to make spice, Yep, spicy-oriented foods. I've learned a lot about fish because I've been eating a lot more seafood. Yep, love fish. And fruit and veg are a, a great thing. Yep. And you are you have a little piece there on do you know? I do. Your fruit and veg. I do. It's uh, I sort of came across it. I, and man, I'm a, I'm a bit like you. I've um, I've been on the tools a bit uh, in the kitchen, and I and I sort of followed because you know I, I'm now I'm just going to tear something here. So if this does <laughs> this sounds a bit odd. Um, anyway, this is just to help us get through what we're going to go through. Yeah. Um, but I've also been following old mate, uh, and that's what I reckon. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant. In terms of making all my sauces from yeah. scratch. No right? jar. So no... F jar sauce. That's right. Mm. Um, you can keep your jar sauce. Uh, so that's what I've also enjoyed. So it's the it's the whole thing, right? It's not just the main yeah, ingredients. Yeah, I've been doing the, curries from scratch, all yep. that stuff. It's good fun. So no, it is good fun. So um, you get a couple right, you get a couple wrong, but every is, day's a learning like, day. I did, I did come across this, and this is really not helping me and, and playing ball over here. But anyway, we'll, we'll be set. Oh, there we go. Uh, now we're good. So yes, uh, so it's a little fruit and veg um, uh, questionnaire oh, if I, if, uh, uh, without notice. <laughs> so, uh, do you know your fruit and veg? Right. We eat them uh, day in, day out, but how much do we know about these n- nutritious morsels called fruit and veg? Right. Find out more okay. below. What's going to happen so, here, Scotty? So, what's going to happen is I'm going to uh, ask you a question. Right. And it's multiple choice. Oh, good. And then you can decide what the answer is. Perfect. Uh, and then I've got the answers over here. So. Ah, no. Right, okay. so, I can... so we're not both guessing. <clears throat> no, uh, well... Uh, you are the quiz master. Well, because if we both get it wrong, I won't know what the right answer is if I don't look it up. Good point. Anyway, uh, let's just see how we go here. So uh, how many potato varieties are there in the world? Oh. A, over 1,000. B, over 2,000. C, over 3,000. D, over 4,000. I'll go A. Uh, the answer is D. There are over 4,000 varieties of potatoes worldwide. I don't see all of those in one. <laughs> That'd just be a whole store by itself. Wouldn't it? It'd just be called the, the potato shop. The spud shop. The spud shop. <laughs> How uh, would that be? 4,000 varieties. Potatoes provide one of the most concentrated sources of blood pressure, lowering potassium. I imagine that's because 
in every country, they'd be grown differently and they'd have a different varietal. Different um, soils, yes. different everything, I guess. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I mean, locally, we've probably got, I don't know, how many different sort of potatoes would we have? Well, you, Ten? Well, you get either Eight? The, those, the brushed ones, which are for your, like, your little, you know, yeah. boiling ones, and you get the stuff for the mashy ones, and yeah. then... There's I don't know. There's there'd be, a few different varieties. Be, half a dozen? There'd be half a dozen, a yeah, dozen, maybe. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so we don't get anywhere near 4,000. No, we're <laughs> no. nowhere near that. Right. Which fruit is the most fibre-rich? Right. A, pear. B, apple. C, orange. D, banana. I'll go banana. Well, bop, that's potassium. Bop, maybe I'll bop, go orange instead. Bop, bop. Oh, it's okay. pear. The pear. Yeah. Uh, one... Does it count if you have it an, in an apple and pear tart? I don't know. Like uh, I did the other or, day, which was delicious. Or pear schnapps. <laughs> or pear schnapps. Uh, one... oh, that'd be nice, well, pear schnapps. Yeah, pear schnapps. Uh, one medium-sized pear has up to six grams of fibre, about one quarter of the recommended daily intake. You've got to get pears, because when they're really firm, they're no good. No. You've got to get them when they've just softened before they go rotten. Uh, it's almost a bit like... It's in the timing. Just, it's it's almost the avocado yeah. squeeze, isn't it? There's a you, little bit of flex. When you get them, just perfect. They are beautiful. Because they're very juicy. Oh. Yeah. And, but there is lots of fibre, and you can see all the fibre through it, I reckon. Good on you. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one. I don't eat enough pears. Um, cabbage is a rich source of what two vitamins? Mm-hmm. Uh, vitamins C and K, yep. C and B, yep. E and B. Yeah. D and K. E and B. Oh, it's a source of C and K. Vitamin C is necessary for growth, development, repair of body tissue. Vitamin K is good for healthy bones. I've never heard of vitamin K. There you go. No, I've never heard of vitamin K. Vitamins normally go A, B, C, D and E. Yep. They stop at F. I don't know there's a vitamin F. I've never heard of K. There's no vitamin G. I've never heard of K. There's no vitamin A. No. I is iodine. Yeah. K, I've never heard of. Yeah, vitamin K is Kellogg's, mate. It's, <laughs> it's vitamin it's, K. It's cornflakes. I think they've made that up. Um, anyway, now this next category has got four things that I really like. Uh, which veggie is most famous for maintaining healthy eyes? Eyes. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, right. Um, a, beetroot. B, pumpkin. C, carrot. Or D, sweet potato. Well, they always say carrot makes you see in the yeah, dark, well, don't go, they? Go with your gut. Yeah. 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 So, carrot. Uh, high amounts of vitamin A and beta carotene. Beta carrots, carotene, that's it. Uh, will help the eyes, um, uh, will keep the eyes healthier. I like carrot. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, you, can, I, I love, you can roast a carrot. Yeah, I love oh. honey. I love honey carrots. You can roast them too. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but not a, not a huge fan, but love beetroot. Oh, yeah. Can't get enough That'd beetroot. be my top five. Well, I've had beetroot the last couple of days, actually, in my little salad. I make a little salad at lunchtime. You have to have a beetroot yeah, in a yeah. burger. Well, and do you know what it they has do? has to be in a burger. Now, do you know what they've done now? You know that you could buy the baby beets yes. in a jar? Yeah, I like them. Yeah, you have them with a bit got of got feta and a bit Yeah, of but you've still got to cut them up and do all that. Yeah. And then you go and get a tin of beetroot, yeah. and you go, well, I can't eat the whole That's tin. That's the slices. That's the slices. They now make slices in a jar. Yeah, good. Yeah, so you don't have to, it doesn't matter how much you need or don't need. I don't so. mind chopping them up, though. No, chopping them up is okay, but then you've got to put them in another container, because they normally come in tins. Yeah, first world problem. So. <laughs> Just eat them, Scotty. Um, which is the country that grew the first orange? Ah. 
A-Japan, uh, helps if I gave you that. Yes. A-Japan, yeah. uh, B-China, C-Indonesia, or D-Jamaica? I would say China. China is correct. Uh, the During only, the Ming Dynasty, I already thought. Oh, well, hang on. Uh, I, think, uh, I think you might have your dynasties around the wrong way. But anyway, uh, the orange is thought to have originated in ancient China, where it was first mentioned around 314 BC. Before Corona. Before Corona, yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. So that's a long time ago. Yeah, I like an orange. Um, which leg you... I don't need enough oranges. No, no, same here. Uh, I don't mind mandarins, though. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah, mandarin's good. Which legume is well is a well-known pre-dinner snack? Peanuts, chickpeas, edamames, or pinto? Well, edamames um, are sort of a, a snack that you have before you're having a Japanese. Um, chickpeas, not really a pre-dinner snack, more something you have in a curry. Yep. Um, what was the first one? Uh, peanuts. I have a lot of peanuts with beer, so I'll go with peanuts. Uh, pre-dinner snack. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, you're right the first time. It's the edamames. Oh, okay. Um, so, just going back here. Not had edamames with beer. Yeah, Must it. try that. Um, traditionally eaten in Asia, edamame, which are whole, immature soybeans. They're beautiful. Man. Are high in... Pro- yeah, because they normally heat them up and put a bit of salt oh, or something on the outside. they're so good. Yeah. Um, Throw a few of those in your salad. I did the other night. Beautiful. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, and very high in protein. So there we go. The edamames get a get a gig. Uh, what is the world's most popular green vegetable? Peas, beans, lettuce, or spinach? Beans. No, it's lettuce. Ah. Uh, and no explanation why, so we just move on. Uh, which of these vegetables contains no traces of fat? No traces of no fat. No traces of fat. Spinach, broccoli, carrot, or Brussels sprouts? I hope it's Brussels sprouts, because I had a lot of those. Popeye had the right idea. Mm. Spinach is rich in iron, B vitamins, and vitamins A and C. Doesn't taste as good as Brussels sprouts, though. Uh, no. I, spinach doesn't have a great taste. And uh, don't you love a good broccoli, though, too? Mm. Eh? Uh, what fruit has more protein than any other? Uh, a, apple, B, banana, C, orange, or D, avocado? Avocado. There you go. You've kicked that home beautifully. If you told me 40 years ago that I could have bought shares in an avocado farm... For two cents. Oh. Because <laughs> 40 years ago, we wouldn't have even eaten an avocado when they were born out of lives. We wouldn't we... have even known what one of them was. Don't reckon we had an olive either. No. No. Uh, anyway. That or, and mangoes. I'd love to own a mango farm. Or um, or after pay shares at $4. And now they're $84. <laughs> dollars make anyway, enough to buy yourself a mango I'll farm. Tell you what. Uh, I'd make enough to get somebody else to make me a mango. <laughs> <laughs> um, last question for you, Alton. Uh, right. Which of these uh, fruit are rich in vitamin C? Oranges, blackcurrants, kiwi fruit, or lychees? Well, they were all got vitamin C in them, but I would say kiwi fruit. You're right, the first time. All of them. <laughs> yeah. Yep, all are rich in vitamin C. I like kiwi fruit. So, uh, yes, no, I like kiwi fruit. I'm not so keen on lychees, I must say. Black currants I love. Yeah. Uh, and we basically we don't have enough oranges. So, well done. Um, good little quiz there. I like you, it. You, no, you're, you're very good. I you're, like it. You're I feel up, more knowledgeable you're up now on your, about you're my up food, food stuffs. You are right up on your food there, so you've done very well. I've got some, some food pairings for you to oh, continue on well, on the, those themes. Well, there's a nice segue. 
You will be full of these today. <laughs> we just seem to be moving like a, like a well-oiled machine. Like a startled gazelle. Right motion lotion <laughs> going on, haven't we? Too much petrol. Yeah. A group of food scientists in Belgium have discovered why avocado tastes so good on sourdough. It's not just the crunch of the bread, the creaminess of the avo. It comes down to a molecule called hexanol. Ah. This compound of carbon, hydrogen and oxygen is found in many plants, but it's also produced during sourdough fermentation. Ah. When avocado comes into contact with the sourdough, yes. the naturally occurring hexag- hexanol in both ingredients pairs up and makes the other aromas blend perfectly. Wow. Now there's a fun fact. Boom. Boom. That's right in the way. Well, I want to be a food scientist oh. when you're discovering stuff like I this. I just want some sourdough with smashed avo and, and, and a bit it's of bacon on top. always about 3.30 we talk food. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm cooking for dinner tonight this, in a minute. Uh, that, so, so based on that, I've got some other culinary matches for you. Go on. That aren't what you would expect. All this right. is based on the food scientists. Yep. So, as bizarre as these sound, this is from a book, The Art and Science of Food Pairing, yes. published, published this week, yes. and it's a Belgian lab behind the book, contains 10,000 ways unlikely combinations work together. Yep. So, here you go. I like this. Caviar and white chocolate. Caviar. I don't have an. I don't have enough of either no, of them. No. Yes, okay. These matches: oysters and kiwi fruit. Oh, I could imagine that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, strawberries and parmesan. Whoa, that's left field, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. So um, there's also this. There's a there's a pastry chef in a Michelin starred restaurant in Paris. Yes. He's making his pavlovas this summer with strawberries and champagne. Oh, yeah. Raspberry, rosé and lychee. Okay. And pineapple, fennel and aniseed. Okay. A bit different. That's different. Now, is this all based on the fact that there's this chemical reaction yes, with correct. all these foods? Correct. Right, correct. Okay. So happy to give the oysters and so, fruit a run, and, and it's, they go into this. They use uh, gas chromatogra- chromatography, mass spectrometry to analyse the aromatic components of foods. They take the algorithms, they compare all these different foods, and then they put them forward. So they come up with sweet potato and mango. Wow, has enough aromatic compounds in common to sit tastily in a dish together, as do vanilla and white asparagus. Oof. Broccoli and dark chocolate, yeah, okay. cheese and pineapple, yeah. a combination appreciated by Hawaiian pizza lovers every day. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I just think it's interesting that you can also go to the unlikely pairing of chocolate brownie with fermented white miso. Ooh, mm. Really? Roasted beetroot with sesame seed. Yeah, that's that okay. would work. Yeah, that would work. And we'll be washing that down with um, with apple, peppermint, and lemon geranium, apparently. What's that, tea? Yeah. Right. Um, so there you go. Um, right. Okay. That's about all I've got on that. Uh, oh, no. Uh, there's a new dessert, apple, eucalyptus, and cucumber. There you go. So all of those sounded pretty unusual to me, but um, let's try them. Well, 
I can Let's put a little bit of um, broccoli and dark chocolate together and see what we get. Uh, I could, well, the closest thing uh, I can tell you by way of experiment is uh, I did come across something in terms of a bit of a cleansing uh, drink. I went and got a plastic jug the other day, and in my jug now, uh, three lemons. Yes. Uh, one of which was squeezed yes. for the lemon juice, yep. but the rest Very of good cut for up. Uh, a lime mm. cut up, a peeled cucumber chopped. Um, and about half a dozen slices of ginger mm. and uh, 15 mint leaves. Oh, God, aren't you, aren't you, Mr. Um, hydration? Give that a run. and I Make some vodka I, in that I, and I, drink it. I, I, I literally mean run. Um, <laughs> no, well, they reckon, it's, uh, they reckon it's got sort of all sorts of uh, wonderful compounds for you, so now I've uh, been belting through a few. You have been, you're on your, you know, you're, your water too, your, your flavoured oh, water. Well, that's my, that that's my flavoured water. So that's yeah. my uh, that's my little tea bag water over there, yeah. which is infused with uh, grape. Infused yeah, is the yeah, word yeah, I was looking yes, for. It, 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 it's it's um, H2O infusion, mm. um, which is uh, that's a particular uh, that's grapefruit and passion fruit uh, flavour, uh, mm. which is nice. Well, I will infuse a ad break right. into the show, <laughs> Very good. and then we will come out of the break with my final winner song. Very good. Which will be familiar to most people because I've, you know, I've played songs that I've tried to appeal to the masses today a little bit. Excellent. So we'll be back after the break. When your future feels uncertain, it's time to ask for help. Bendigo Bank has been helping our customers through tough times for over 160 years. If you're a Bendigo Bank customer, talk to us about ways we can help you through this one. We have financial assistance packages available, so don't wait. Visit our website or contact your local Bendigo Bank branch. Together, we'll see you through to better times. Bendigo Bank, the better big bank. Southern FM sponsor. Hi, I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 Hi, I'm here to talk about the Reading Writing Hotline. It's a service that helps adults who can't read and write as well as they'd like to. The number is 1300 655 06. Give them a call if you know somebody who needs help with reading and writing. It's never too late to learn, and it's easier than you'd think. 1300 655 06. The Reading Writing Hotline. 1300 655 06. From Mordialic to Malvern, you're listening to Southern FM. About things we've gone through Though it's hurting me Now it's history 
Takes it all, Scotty. 
uh, written by some um, some people from uh, Sweden and Norway that you might be familiar with. Hey, Baba. <laughs> yeah, well, you might be familiar with them. Uh, they uh, they knew how to write a song or yeah, two. Yeah, just a couple. Sort, so, of, um, sort of couple of songs. They've been at them for years to try and regroup, reform. Yeah, they? never so, going to happen. No, I don't think so. Yeah, never gonna happen. Anyway, uh, that's a little ditty called The Winner Takes It All, which, like it. Uh, which uh, certainly happened on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In case you didn't see. Hey, um... <laughs> You got a couple of things there. Yeah, I just and, and look, we'll go into it in more detail probably uh, further down the track when uh, maybe we can get somebody uh, who's uh, a, a bit more uh, familiar or uh, experienced to uh, to talk about this than moi. Um, but I just come across this article: um, Antarctic rise alarming. Uh, the year twenty twenty is the hottest in the Antarctic Peninsula in the f- past three decades. A study by University of San, uh, Santiago de Chile out on Saturday found uh, between January and August temperatures reached between 2 Celsius and 3 Celsius in the peninsula, which is the northernmost part of mainland Antarctica, according to researchers at the Chilean Air Force's Freibase on King George Island. Those temperatures are more than 2 uh, Celsius over typical values. Uh, in the far north tip of Antarctic uh, Peninsula, the average maximum temperature so far this year has been above zero. This has not happened for 31 years. That's, so that's not uh, good. So he called that alarming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, so. so there's that going on. And then, and then the other piece that I noticed, though, um, which is all about um, you know tides and, and things changing, is uh, right here in our in our uh, in our backyard, Rutsy, mm-hmm. um, and that is the Basel Council are tackling erosion. Um, as they basically, you know, look at it as another global threat that looms behind the coronavirus, the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so, leading scientists believe Australia will lose forty percent of its beaches due to rising sea levels by the end of the century. Forty percent. Forty percent. And local councils along Victoria's coastline are already battling the effects. Um, Bayside's uh, current call for tenders uh, involves Dendy Beach at Brighton where waves are lapping at historic bathing boxes. Well, they are, and uh, I spent a bit of time in that neck of the woods, as Mm. you know, and uh, the south side of Dendy Beach is almost uh, right up to the um, bathing boxes. So it's not good. I probably need to think about more um, groins yeah. or some level of protection. Well, this is what they're doing. So or else all that goes is be like Portsea yeah. Front Beach, which is no longer. Is that right? No, no, no beach. No beach. Just sandbags. Um, so council is looking to engage a suitably experienced coastal engineer or geomorphologist. <laughs> so, good, so, good hey, word. Good word, geomorphologist, to investigate and develop short-term and long-term erosion management options and designs. Yes. Um, Bayside is one of 24 councils across Victoria to have uh, declared a climate emergency as rising sea levels create havoc. Inverloch on the Bass Coast, where erosion has pushed the shoreline back 60 metres. Yeah. Over the past eight years. I haven't been down at Inverloch for a while, so, but I, heard, I have heard that. A 70-metre emergency wall of geotextile sandbags was erected to save the local surf mm-hmm. club. But despite the bags being designed to last up to 10 years, some have already been damaged by thrashing waves and debris. Um, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has warned that inaction on climate change would likely result in sea level rise of 1.1 metres by 2100. 
Mm. That goes up 1.1 metres, mate. That means that your feet and my feet here are getting wet. Correct. Um, uh, and that's up from the 2013 projection of more than 90 centimetres. So they've already gone up 10.1 centimetres more than what they thought only seven years ago. So if you reckon it ain't happening, uh, I think we've all got our heads oh, in the sand. Know, I think we know it's happening. Um, what do we do about it? And then what we've got to do about it. So, uh, yeah, so, you know, a bit of a crusade now, but I think we'll try and get uh, we'll try and get our expert friend on to uh, talk to us about that. Um, and again, I, you know, I've got no uh, no involvement, but I just encourage everybody to go and look at that little three-part series again. Mm, yeah, it's a good chat. Um, about, uh, you know, about um, Planet A uh, and what you can do as a family. And it's got to start, uh, you know, it's got to start in the home. Um, and they're just little changes you can make. So, um, mate, that's about uh, that's about it. Now, and, and Scotty, yes, we we will come out of this time at some point yeah. when we're allowed. Um, thing to be started, but um, <laughs> I have I've taken matters into my own hand, yes. and I've begun planning travel. Oh, you talked Be- about this. I like talked about the other yeah, week. You did. So we're going up next year. We've already booked this week to go up to the Kimberley. We're going to have a, a noodle around there. Yep. And uh, as I mentioned, for the following year, because we'll be able to travel internationally there, I'm quietly confident. Yes. We're going to go to Italy. Italy. And we talked about that the other week. We but did. I did notice in the paper that the ads are starting to reappear. Yep. And you can go to Bali for $799 per person for seven nights. Well, you can't yet. Travel until November 2022. Book oh, okay. it now. So book it now. Buy oh, now, yeah. choose dates later. Right, okay. That is a cheap holiday. Yeah, that's cheap. And you've just got to get your little airfare over there. My only concern with Bali, as my bride and I, because we go on a regular basis, yes. is there's no one there at the moment and all those bungalows will have their air conditioning off to save power and I wouldn't mind betting there's a fair bit of mould going on. Uh, and the other problem you've got is uh, there's a massive outbreak of this virus in Bali right Yeah, it wouldn't now. be going right now. I love um, Bali, but... Um, uh, question... Might, question uh, might wait till... Question uh, without notice for you. Mm-hmm. In terms of your travel, mm-hmm. um, how does old mate Pell get to uh, go back to the Vatican? Because, Scotty, there's one rule for some people oh. and there's another rule for others. Oh, is there? Yes. Is that how that works? That's right. Oh, yeah, because the other one I had was, how did Eddie McGuire's son happen to be up on the Gulf Coast? Because, again? Scotty, there's one rule for some uh, people oh, and there's another rule for others. Oh, so that, oh, that applies in that circumstance yeah. as well. Yes. Okay, thanks for uh, thanks for clearing that up That's for all right. me. Yeah. That's all right. No worries. No worries. Yeah, good. You and I try and go. Oh, Nada. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. That's now, um, I just wanted to quickly mention this, and not because I'm uh, politically affiliated in any way, shape or form, but I know the gentleman involved. Um, this is James Young, Jim Bob. Yep. He, used, he runs the Cherry Bar, which is one of my very favourite uh, establishments of rock and roll in yep. the city. It's actually have been forced to move from ACDC oh, Lane. Oh, now I saw this. He's a regular contributor to another station he gets on. And yeah, he does. He's, good, he's a good bloke. Yeah. He's a good bloke. He's, good he's bloke. a rock dog. And... Um, He's uh, actually uh, running on Sally Capp's ticket, ticket on the Lord Mayor ticket because, yep. Yep. <laughs> this is lovely, um, Sally Capp has promised that if both are elected later this month, she will anoint Mr Young as the city's first after-dark mayor. Oh. He's going to be the nightmare. Oh, so he's the nightmare. Nightmare. Mayor. The nightmare mayor. <laughs> Love so, it. So it's, That's good. It, it's, it's, so he, as, as Jim Bob said, he said, 
Uh, the Lord Mayor works from 9 to 5. So do I. 9pm to 5pm. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Hand the rain... Hand the reins so, over. At, uh, um, hand the reins on to someone who'd know. So among yeah. his priorities would be helping nighttime businesses, including pubs, clubs, live music venues, get up and running as quickly as possible. Yeah. He would be clearing red tape, including licensing regulations to get traders open in a COVID-safe manner. Yeah. Um, the nighttime economy in Melbourne generated $3.52 billion in sales revenue last year before the pandemic. Wow. It's a huge tourist attraction. Um, so he's he's wanting to help Melbourne get back to where it belongs. He's heavily invested in it because he's obviously got a club, but he's very, very passionate about it. And uh, he's going to be our nightmare. So it's good to know that oh, when Sally clocks off I like that. at 5, yeah. Jimmy takes takes it on from 9pm through to 5am. Well, it's, you know, so there's he, someone looking out for those nighttime He's the shift worker. Businesses. He's the shift he, worker. He's doing the graveyard shift. Yeah. So yeah. I like that. So good, good on him. Because I, I, well, I, Sally can't. Work. I don't know him well, but I've met him a few times. Sally can't he's a, work. He's a terrific uh, bloke. She can't work around the clock. No, so, that's you know, right. Divvy, divvy that's it up. Right. Give, her, divvy, give her the days. Divvy give him the up. nights. <laughs> divvy it up exactly, Scotty. That's what they're doing. That's so a very that, good idea. That was good. I like that. The night, the I, nightmare. I think that's. <laughs> I think that's absolutely brilliant and exactly what we need right yeah. now. So we need more people wanting to get things positively. Yep. You know, we need more doers. Right, right now, instead yep. of people sitting back and having a whinge, you yep. know, because we, we can't fix the past, because the past is the past, That's the present's right. the present, but we can talk about the future. Well, there's, the, there's a saying... And the people that have put us in this situation won't be the people to take us out of this situation, put it that way, uh, and we'll need a lot of people standing up yeah, and doing different it, things. Wasn't it nice to see that we're still using private security in the hotel the Terrific. Day, hey? Good idea. But there was just a shift change, oh, you it's know. a good idea. So the police came in because there was a shift change. A so, idea. yeah, I think it's a great idea. Cracking um, move. No, I just, uh, I was thinking about it the other day, and I said to someone, I, I don't know whether somebody else has come up with this saying before, but uh, I've just, I've taken the view is... Uh, it is what it is yes. until it's not. That's right. Control the controllables. That's it. That's, that's what all you do. we can do. Well, that's so just what about... you can do is, is control what you're having for dinner tonight, Scotty. Oh, yeah. do you, know... you can control where you're going on holidays. Are you making dinner tonight? I will be making dinner tonight. And oh, I have right. to do something with an eggplant. Uh, <laughs> is that an aubergine? An aubergine. An aubergine. Do you know what I'm doing? Right. I'm doing uh, Chinese chilli pork stir-fry. Good on you, mate. Yeah. Because that's right in your wheelhouse. That's right in my wheelhouse. <laughs> and I'll tell you so much that no one else is evident. <laughs> they all want to have veggies and something else. And I found this little recipe for it yesterday. And I thought, that's my Sunday night. Bang. Bang. Right done. there. Right there. Done and dusted. That's it. I don't know what I'm doing. And uh, inspiration may well have to come to me. Very, very quickly. <laughs> Have you got the uh, old mate Jamie's book? Well, that's oh, got I've the, got all those the, books. The, fi- the five ingredients and no more. It's pretty oh, good. I'm not that concerned, mate. Yeah. The ability yeah. to whip something up. <laughs> uh, it's not too difficult. Good on you, Ida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, oh. we'll, uh, we'll away. We've had a great weekend. Uh, the Mighty Mighties have got the up. Mighties are up. And, we're um, up and about. We're up and about. Thanks and, for um, listening. We've got another great week ahead of us. We've got the AMRAP radio show coming on in a minute at four o'clock. Yep. Oh, clock on the wall says three. Yeah, Hasn't been one, changed. Yeah, I was going to say, we've still got an hour to go. Daylight clock. <laughs> I did look up before and I went, holy. Yeah. Batman. No, I looked up before. It was ten past two. I was thinking, <laughs> geez, we're, we're yeah. slow today. All right.